Are you ready? Okay, Smokey. Roll him. <laughs> That's silly. Shoot him now! Shoot him now! Welcome, that's our metal folks. My name is Mark Hanlon. I'm, I'm joined by my freaking host, Jordan Schmidt. How are you today? I'm doing great. I love talking about Legion. Legion is my favorite thing to talk about the entire world. It's so damn much fun. And I'm Jordan Schmidt, and welcome to. You forgot a Looney Tunes podcast. Um, but it's okay. Because I don't want you to do that again. Because I'm nice today. We have decided by. The term popular demand gets thrown around a lot these days. And I don't think that a lot of people were really crying out for a Sniffles episode. In fact, I don't think anyone was crying out for a Sniffles episode. I don't even think that Sniffles himself was crying out for a Sniffles episode. And yet, because we are a very comprehensive Looney Tunes podcast, and we've done episodes on everybody, we did episodes on Spike and Chester, we decided... Okay, let's do a Sniffles episode. It can't be that bad, can it? And, like, listen, when I wrote up the doc and got this thing prepared, I'm like, this is going to be an easy one. It's (laughs) Sniffles. What's so difficult? And it turns out that if you want a comprehensive look at what Termite Terrace became... By the by, when they opened to around the mid '40s, when they really started to get their act together, um, watch Sniffles the Mouse cartoons. Um, you actually yeah. got a pretty good idea. The stark difference between Sniffles at the beginning of his run and then at the end of his run is fascinating. And there's a lot of different ideas and a lot of different mindsets that went into each of the different iterations we're going to be talking about today. It's it's rare that we've seen a character that's so different in all of the cartoons that we're tracking. Yeah, so the three shorts we're looking at today are Naughty But Mice, Sniffles and the Bookworm, ending with Hush My Mouse. All of these are Chuck Jones cartoons, I believe. But yeah, that is really the only thing that binds them, because... There's a lot of very different approaches to animation, to cartoons, to character cartoons that you're going to find in all of these. And it really is going to be fascinating to compare and contrast them. Like, like this is... Neither of us were expecting it would be this kind of episode. No, because our familiarity with Sniffles uh, is Space Jam. Yeah. Is the moment Space Jam that Chuck Jones notoriously hated. We're going to just going, okay, Sniffles, yeah, he's... A super cute but talkative mouse. He never shuts up. And that's only partially true. For one of these. But the rest of this is just... Well, I mean, we might as well just get into this with the very first Sniffles the Mouse cartoon that was ever made. Although you can make a case that the Nice Watchman was something of a prototype of something like Sniffles. Because it's very much the same kind of, you know thing that Chuck was trying to do, just a cute character in more frenzied environments. But we officially begin the run of Sniffles the Mouse with Naughty But Mice, which is, uh, it came out on May 20th, 1939. Uh, There was a cool on this day, uh, the first regular transatlantic airmail sent from New York to Marseille, France, uh, from Pan Am, was, was, was on this day. 
so that's pretty cool. Hmm. This is a Chuck Jones cartoon written by Rich Hogan, uh, kind of an early Warner Brothers, late 30s kind of writer. Margaret Hill Talbot, I believe, is the person who plays Sniffles in this, because I don't think it was Mel. No, it's pretty early in the run. <laughs> I think they got Mel yet. So, yeah, uh, I, I think Mel is is credited by for doing some voices here, but like I don't think he does sniffles. I think that's Margaret Hale Talbot. Because this is the very simple era of Chuck Jones's run as a director for Warner Brothers, this is a very simple setup for a cartoon that we have here, where Sniffles has a cold, hence the name, and is instructed to get a remedy like a cold medicine from the drugstore. And obviously because, you know, Stiffles is mouse-sized and the drugstore is people-sized, there are these fantastic size comparisons. And the, the whole drugstore is just... The, the, the designs of the interior is is really cool because there's a lot of scaled-up visuals to accommodate Sniffles aside. There's a lot of detail in a lot of the settings and a lot of the different things on the shelves. I was really impressed by that just right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I... Again, it's, it's a good thing with Chuck Jones' early work is that because he was trying to do the Disney style, part of that is, well, incredibly detailed backgrounds, not just being simple all the time. And yeah, you get a lot of that here in a Sniffles yeah, no. the Mouse cartoon. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 great. And so we, we have Sniffles literally pulling up to this sort of cold metal medicine thing that it, it reads on the label, 125% alcohol. So that's that's basically a clue as to what we're in for. And the, and the animation of Sniffles reacting to the cold medicine, complete with smear frames and fire shooting from them, is really good. It's really well animated. Of course, this leads to Sniffles kind of drunkenly running around the store shelves and paying a visit to all the little things going around and then and then that's really a lot of the rest of this where sniffles is kind of drunk but cutely drunk not like uh you know destructively drunk just sort of stumbling around and and slurring hey, some it's words. not depressing if it's a cute mouse alcoholism right. is a-okay if it's done through the eyes of an adorable cartoon mouse yes exactly and we know he's not gonna be really like drawn to this like yeah. at least he didn't go into a little toy car and then just <laughs> drove and caused mayhem I remember kids sniffle says don't drink and drive um but yeah this is just really a charming kind of setup here because eventually we get sniffles running into a electric razor who has this sort of muffled voice, which is, it sounds like a cross between one of the adults from Charlie Brown and a subway announcer. Hello. How are you? Not so good. I got a cold in my head. Oh, it's not so bad. Not so, not so. <laughs> For some reason at this point, I kind of lost my shit. Cause, Cause, I'm watching this going. Okay, yeah, one. It's really, it's it's really nice. It, it's a it I like the animation on the electric shaver. Well, also just like to make it more fun for me, I'm like, I know what if he's so drunk he thinks he's talking to an electric razor. Yeah. No, I mean it's 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 still an era where you could have something like anthropomorphize. Exactly. Yeah. 
and have some fun with that. But yeah, no, it's an actual electric razor that talks to him and goes, something like that. But yeah, and we actually get some dialogue from Sniffles. And, not, and it's not very memorable, but it's just very cutely going, you know, it's, it's, it's very cute. And we have this very, just some mumbling. And, you know, he's like, no, don't go anywhere. Don't, you know, stay put for like five or six times. He says that because he sneezes on the razor and he accidentally gives the cold to the razor. And so he has to go get some cold medicine for the razor. And something about the visual of Sniffles feeding an electric razor cold medicine was just silly enough for me, honestly. Yeah. It's just very goofy. Just the way he just, like, the, the razor just outstretches its mouth and just gulps it down. There you go. You'll feel better. And then the amazing animation on the razor. As oh, my just, God. Just, the colorful sparks that come off the razor. Yeah. It's just really cool. And then the cartoon lost me because then Sniffles and the razor begin a duet of how dry I am. And the cartoon sort of skids to a halt, so that can happen. How dry I being too hard on it <laughs> i found it all right yeah i, I kind of figured it, 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 it i says, figured that it like like it, it, the second i wrote down like oh i don't know if this is working for me i'm kind of like oh, this probably isn't as bad as i'm thinking i mean looking at it now that i'm not in the depth of the cartoon i'm like it's probably not as bad but in, but when it was going on, i'm like i mean this is death listen the way uh, i'll tell you right now i know i'm gonna be softer on this cartoon than you are because the first cart, this cartoon, is what I watched after my short. Oh yeah. So compared to that, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is amazing. But like, I also firmly believe mm. that's probably because I had yeah. to watch the second short first. So. No, no, don't worry. I I'll get to this later. But I think this is the best of the three we have here. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like this is like wholesomeness without like, but also competently written wholesomeness and. Actual things are happening. But yeah, I think that just overlong song sequence we have here didn't do a lot for me. It just sort of, I mean, it was cute and funny, but like it, it wasn't, it was basically the reason why this could be a Merry Melodies. And and I think the next one has something similar too. But um, <laughs> yeah. What does it? Yes, it does. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, this cute duet finishes. And now... With two minutes and change remaining in the cartoon, a cat appears and provides some actual fucking conflict. I mean, again, now that I've seen the other two, I'm like, well, this probably... Like, I'm, I'm reading this back and I'm like, well, honestly, you know, this maybe isn't as bad as I was thinking because I thought this would they would get better. But, like, yeah, no, it's like, okay. It, it breezed along and then we're getting some conflict now where the cat is... Where, where Sniffles kind of ragdolls through this sort of skill crane thing. And the cat is... I like this because the, the, the whole yeah. concept is the cat is putting more and more coins in the, the, the machine. <laughs> he can't get. I love that. Like, yeah. He puts the one coin in and he, he, misses, he misses Sniffles. And he's like, ah, dang. 
Yeah. I like that. What's another one in? Love that's that. That's funny. Love that. Um, I also love the the little move, move hat that Sniffles has where he, he sets off the perfume and then drunkenly shushes it away. Shades of, of Dudley Moore and Arthur there. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. But I like the... Again, it leads to a really cool ending because like the razor has to swoop in and save the day. Like and and, and attack the cat with the razor. Like they, they, I love the panicked yelps when the when the cat gets hit. I it's funny. I read about the storytelling trope that features in this in the well known screenwriting handbook. Shave the cat. Oh. <laughs> oh, they don't get better, folks. They don't get better. Um, Go. All right. Um, but yeah, the ending of this is is the cat getting attacked by the razor and, and literally just plucking the remaining hair off and, so, and jumping out the window. <laughs> it's like, here you go, I'm out of here. Yeah, then Which, I, I okay. give up, I surrender. The, the one the one that would light is just like, goes to the window. What would light that the cat just like jumped out the window, glass shatters, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you get something close to that in the next one, but, um... Do we... <laughs> I know you didn't like the next one, but we kind of do. <laughs> but yeah, no, it ends kind of, it's an okay ending where, um, you know, the, the sniffle sneezes one more time and winds up all the way back in the, in the machine. And so there's got to, we end as he's got to get him out again. Amicable enough. Um, so this had some dry spots to it, in my opinion, but I liked a lot of the ideas here. It definitely got better in the last third. I think the sniffles is the best of the three here because he's not talking too much. He's not talking... Not enough at all. He's just like innocent enough, and we can get behind him. And I like that he makes friends with an electric razor, and has to, and it, it's a it's a smoother story thing. And he's not used as a foil for villains or whatever. It, this is probably the best use of him. Uh, the middle bit was death, in my opinion, and Steffels generally adds for more cute humor than pure funny humor. But I like the thought process that went into this, and I think that there were some really strong ideas here. I really like the creep. The uh, creativity uh, that was shown on display in this one. Um, the scroll crane bit was great. Just, I don't know, just take a step back looking at it, going like, yes, a little mouse and his best friend, the electric razor. <laughs> like, sure. Why not? It's a cartoon. This, it, it, this is back in the day where they'd be like, why not? It's a cartoon. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. And yeah, like, from the makers of the mouse and the motorcycle, it's the mouse and the electric razor. Yeah. <laughs> right. I haven't seen I haven't seen that movie in like twenty years. Um, yeah. But um, anyways, I, I found it to be a, a pretty good short in that I liked I liked that there were gags in it. Yeah, there were gags <laughs> in it, and um, that's more than you can say for several that we're working with here. I give this one a 3.5 out of 5. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. And you're allowed to. We don't discriminate opinions right. on this show. You know, I, I, I knew oh. I'd be harder on it because I'm harder on all of these. But, yeah. All right. So, the next show we got here is Sniffles and the Bookworm. Oh, boy. Came out on December 2nd, 1939. And you know what's funny, Jordan? I also have a plain designated on this day because on this day new york's LaGuardia airport began operations as an airliner from chicago lands uh 
from Chicago lands one minute after midnight. Yeah. The corner airport. The uh the 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 go to joke airport that according to Seth Myers we should stop making jokes about because they actually improved it significantly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been. Have you? God, I don't think I've ever been. <laughs> cool. You know. <laughs> Nothing to add to that. Okay. Nah. So this no, short was directed by Chuck Jones. Written by Rich Hogan. Another one, Rich Hogan. All right. So this is the same writer as the last one. You you wouldn't be able to tell. No. No, you would not. So, here's some interesting notes for you. <laughs> this is the only cartoon have Sniffles only say one word instead of talking. Sniffles hmm. doesn't talk in this one. That's odd. silent. Right. Well, not only that, but most of these fucking people don't talk. No. That's kind of odd. Very. Kind of an interesting tactic there in a Sniffles cartoon. Yeah. It's like making a Tom and Jerry movie where Tom and Jerry talk. Oh, wait. Not yet. You'll get that in a month or so. It's practically March now, isn't it? Just reaching for the next month. It's, it's a short ass month anyway. It's, yeah, true. Yeah. So I mean, not this year. It's a fucking leap year. It. By the way, happy leap year so this year. Of fun. Um, <laughs> speaking of length, I, I told you. Speaking I, of length, I told you this. Speaking of length, I told, uh, I told you this uh, in Messenger. I think this short has the sh- is going to have the shortest plot summary of our show. Usually usually we go like 20 minutes. I could probably knock this out in 10. Because it's what really not plot? much. <laughs> That's the thing. Okay, so what we begin going on, on a snowy day. It's at a bookstore. And Sniffles the Mouse is it's just napping. There. He's just there. there. There's no reason. As we get this bulge coming out of the wall, which, hey, hold on, Foghorn was last week. I mean, here's the thing. Because I, I wrote that down, too, and <laughs> I, I, I was going to turn into another game of, of what am I to make of this. And Because the first bit, I, I just see a bulge forming in the wall, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And, and then I, I as well just heard in the back of my head, I say, uh, I've never been to one of these before. Uh. I have heard about it. So, we're introduced to the bookworm, which is this green character, wears eyeglasses, and apparently he chews through books. He's a bookworm, you know. Yeah. You've seen him in your local classic book fair, the bookworm. Everyone's yeah. Um, and he sees, he sees Sniffle in... Somehow, from perspective, I didn't quite get this, but it's like the worm is scared of Sniffles because he thinks Sniffles is a giant mouse or creature or whatever. Yeah, and goes and warns all the other characters in the books in the bookstore and makes them look around for something. It's basically wasting three minutes of the cartoon's time. Because it's a huge waste of time. It is, because there's (laughs) little to no dialogue here, and it's all done through motions. So you could very much say, because it, it, it was really hard for me to understand what was going on, 
because it's very, it's it's mostly just like you know the bookworm going you know and the other guys going and then they they, they do that for a little while and they run around and the bookworm goes and then and like Wait. just say words. I will add. The animation's really good. It is, but it's also very like glassy eyed and 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 like the the Chuck Jones trying to be Disney era of Warner Brothers, where it's yeah. just very storybooky and and very you know cute characters and this this Pied Piper guy that looks like a friggin' Care Bear side character, and it's just I don't know. So man. eventually. They find Sniffles, and they're like, wait a minute. He's not a giant mouse. He's just a He's mouse. Our friend. What are here, we doing here? As the Pied Piper, I am now, out of nowhere, going to burst into song. <laughs> Give Sniffles a, 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 a clarinet or whatever the fuck. And yeah. now they're playing this jolly tune as we as all the fairy tale creatures come to life yeah. and sing the song Mutiny in the Nursery. Yeah. It sounds like a Charles Bronson action film from the 1970s. <laughs> in the nursery? Yeah. You see a bunch of kids playing and you see Bronson turn and go, hey, looks like you kids are going to have to batten down the hatches. So I've got my gun here. Oh, Charles Bronson, Baby McGee, in. <laughs> he just learned oh. song with a baby. It's just uh, kindergarten cop with Charles Bronson. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Because that is, can you imagine just like cause, cause that works because it's Arnold like going over the top, going ah. Can you imagine just the antithesis of that? Just Charles Bronson like running out of the school and going. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite bits from any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. By the way, the bit where he's 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 uh, having a full temper tantrum at the kids, runs outside the school, and we get a wide shot of him just going, "Yeah!" <laughs> it's good. He won't have any frustrations, presumably about employment. Um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, I do that a lot. Anyway, yeah. They're singing this jaunty tune, yeah. and then we eventually pan over. Well, and folks, well, hold on. Am I skipping anything? What? What well, am I skipping? The thing is, is that this jaunty little tune might actually be the strongest part of the cartoon for me because it's the most realized. Because it's all these storybook characters singing a song, having fun, and it's the kind of thing that they do a lot in this era of just you know going in some place oh, yeah. and having all the characters sing. The only thing is, I don't know why Sniffles, why this isn't a Sniffles cartoon because it seems like this should be its own thing of just like the storybooks and things like that. But I don't know what Sniffles is doing. Or the bookworm could have really I, been like this. Legitimately, I think they just had a script lying around for one of these books comes alive shorts. And they gave it to Chuck as like a trial because he's new at the time. He's like, here, do something with this. He's like, okay, well, uh, three minutes of my own stuff. And it's the most boring part of the yeah. story. And then um, we'll do the things that you want us to do. Uh, and it actually kind of works. But yeah, no, it's just lots of that. I mean, there's not much to it, but it is the most entertaining. And like, it's the most of this that actually works because it's, you know, good musical fun romp stuff. And yeah. um, after enough of that that makes sense, we go to what has become a recurring segment 
on That's Not Quite All Folks, which I have chosen to call What in God's Name is Frankenstein's Monster Doing Here? For the third time in like two months. should keep happening. In two months, it feels like. Oh my God. This shouldn't be a thing. This is now three, and I think there's probably more, too. You know what this just drives me to do? Like, like we're going to hit October, right? And mm. I'll, I'll put in the YouTube's commentaries for our Patreon. Be like, okay, here's my Halloween stuff. I'll just put in Alvin and the Chipmunks be Frankenstein. <laughs> you know to- what? Fine. <laughs> we're the monster like- squad. Who cares? <laughs> uh, I'm more of an... Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the Wolfman guy myself, but whatever. I mm, um, That one was on more as a kid, and that one I think was a bit more cut and dry. Um, yeah. Though I think I owned Chipmunk Adventure on VHS as a kid and got several watches out of it. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So first I chose Australia. Up. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and, <laughs> and it's just, just characters running away. Cut to Frankenstein. Characters uh, running away. Cut to Frankenstein. Characters uh, <laughs> running away. Cut to Frankenstein. Uh, and eventually, Sniff. Okay, and eventually, he starts chasing Sniffles. So I'm like, okay, sure. Let's see what Sniffles is going to do with Frankenstein. And it's the most anticlimactic. Dude, this has one of the most anticlimactic climaxes. Yeah. Ever. I'm with you. Where Sniffles just trips him. He trips Frankenstein. Frankenstein goes off the edge, crashes. We don't see him, by the way. We don't don't see him, like, damaged or destroyed or put into a funny book that that will make no sense for him to be in. Like, you pan over and all of a sudden Frankenstein is in... uh, Oh fucking no! Three little pigs or something. Sing, though. sing, like the how the other ones end or whatever, or some prison thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Frankenstein's monster has been defeated for the third time, as um, we just cut, we just cut back to the first three minutes again, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Of just yeah, it's it's actually a pretty cute ending where the bookworm. Uh, peeps through and sees um, uh, Sniffles. He's like, "Oh, okay, he's he's a friend now." And, and then that's pretty cool. But like, yeah, it's it's very scattered. This one. I mean, listen, there's this good animation. It's very highly detailed, but there is no story, none, and no gags. Nope. It just sort of flashes in front of you, waves its stuff around, and does some amusing things, but gives you nothing to actually think about. It's air, the short. It's just there. <laughs> it's... Like, yep. Yeah. That short happened. It definitely wasted seven minutes of my life. Like, again, I don't get why this was a Sniffles cartoon, because this would be better off as a characters come out of the books type short. We didn't need Sniffles' help. He didn't have much to do here at all. Large swaths of this were death, and barely any of this was funny. It was just amusing and sweet, nothing really subversive. So it just sort of, yeah, it had happened. And and nothing of note actually came about from it happening. It just sort of elapsed. I'm going to give this short 1.5 out of 5 animals. 
Yeah, yeah, that's. I was gonna give it a two, and I'm, I think one point five is a little bit more fair because other than the animation, there's really nothing here. I, I also, you know, I, I also had it as a two, and then I also I'm like, yeah. no, this this sucks. Yeah, we've done our 1939 sniffles cartoons. Let's flash forward seven years. Looney Tunes has some big stars above their mantle. You know, they're, they're, they're really going on Bugs Bunny cartoons, Daffy Duck cartoons, Elmer Fudd cartoons. You know, um, Tex Avery has come and gone. Frank Tashlin has come and gone. Bob Clampett's on the way out. It's a different unit. And there's so much that's different by this point in 1946. And this is where we find our third Sniffles cartoon recovering today, and the last he ever appeared in, in the Golden Age, Hush My Mouse. I'm now just getting the pun. <laughs> I feel stupid, because I just got it. Hush My Mouse. It's, it's, instead of Hush Your Mouth, it's Hush My Mouse. So. Oh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This was released on May the 4th, 1946. All I found that happened on this day was five dying in a two-day riot in Alcatraz. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, you know, there are two things people celebrate on May the, on May the 4th. It's Star Wars. Star Wars. And five people die in Alcatraz. <laughs> I don't know, man. At least five people died in Star Wars. At least at five. Least. At least five. Yeah. <laughs> It'd just be so funny if that was just like, you know, this, you have disobeyed me for the last time. Cut to people just brawling in the middle of Alcatraz. <laughs> One of them just goes... No, no, no. No, no, no. 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 That's in the rough cut of Star Wars that George showed, like, Spielberg and Brian De Palma. Just like... Just, just George, Brian De Palma uh, stands up going, I don't get it. What's going on? Who's that guy? Who's that? Why is there Alcatraz footage in this? Oh, well. De Palma no. going, it would have been better if you'd ripped off a Hitchcock movie. And then, <laughs> and then Spielberg going, why isn't there lights in, in, in frames? Why isn't there spotlights on everybody? And then Francis Ford Coppola comes in and goes, why don't you put Michael Jackson in it? The little boy from Jackson 5? Because it is the year, 1976. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Bear with me. Yes. I just directed two Godfather movies. I know what I'm doing. All right. I'm sorry. we got to pad you know, this a little bit. You know, uh, we thought last week was going to be the, the bullshit of... Tangent stick episode. Now, nah, man, it's fucking stifles the mouse. Yep. Um. Uh. All right. So, yeah, this was a Chuck Jones cartoon written by Ted Pierce instead of uh, Merch Hogan. Oh. Ted Pierce. We've we've made it to 1946. Ted Pierce is writing this. It's uh yeah final appearance of Sniffles and Sniffles is only appearance in a Looney Tunes cartoon rather than a Merry Melodies. The setup is that it's this restaurant run by and serving cats. And it's, it's called, it's, what was his name? Like Tubby's or? or... T- Tabby? It's one of those. I think it's ta- Tabby or something. I don't know. One of those. Like Tab Cat. 
I know, I know, but I, I know that there was a something. I, I forget what he, he said. You, you, there's several phone calls with the actual guy who owns the place. He's not there, and then he calls the other thing. It's it's, it's a little confusing. But yeah, so we have the, the manager. Tuffy. Tuffy. There we go. It's a Tuffy's, and then the guy that's that's running the place in his behalf. You know, the setup is that like, okay, they're serving a famous movie star, Edward G. Robin Cat, <laughs> and he always gets the mouse knuckles. And they're out of mouse. And they need to catch a mouse. And the only person who can do it is the dumb, dumb waiter uh, named uh, Filligan, who is another a yup a yup character. And he has to go out and get a mouse. That's the setup. It's a fine setup. Let's see how we fuck it up. So this dumb cat fine sniffles. <laughs> Mouse hole. What are you looking in that hole for? Why are you looking in that hole? There's nothing in that hole because I was the only one in there, so it's silly for you to be looking in that hole for somebody who wasn't in there anymore. What's your name? Sniffles, who only had one word in the last short and a couple lines in the other, now can't shut up. Uh huh. It's great. It's so unlike the other sniffles. Yeah. That it's it, it, it's weird. It's so weird because he's acting like a Looney Tunes, like an actual Looney Tunes character. Yeah, just not a very likable one because he's just talking. And, and look, he means well. He's, he's, he's saying all the nice things. I like how he gives Gilgan, uh, Filgan the runaround and, and, and sort of just spins him in a circle and then does things like that. But like... The combination of him not shutting up and Filgan not shutting up, and I don't really love either of them. It's just several stretches of the cartoon are just, you know, that, and not exactly funny things being said, just the, the act of saying them very quickly and not shutting up being the funny part, which doesn't always work for me. So um, we cut back to uh, Tuffy's Tavern, as Evergy Robinson is just being the shit out of the guy like in very comical ways. I just it's very like, silly. It's like, I listen, say I want my I want my mouse. Slams table, slams up, hits him, slams him, hits him. Does it a couple more times, throws yeah. things at him. It's 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 very funny. I think the best action in yeah. this cartoon comes with just these characters in the restaurant rather than just oh, yeah. the sniffle oh, stuff. Because yeah. that does nothing for me. And they seem like separated. Like all the sniffle stuff happens outside the restaurant. And all the funny stuff happens in the restaurant. Was there something in somebody's contract that said they couldn't be in, in scenes with somebody? Did Sniffles reject to being in scenes with Edward G. Robin Cat? Was there some out, yes, offstage feud going thing. on? Like for a Sniffles cartoon, air quotes, Sniffles isn't really the main character. It's like, oh, he has the least lines. Well, he has all the lines. Just be some probably uh, fast pace. But, um... But yeah, yeah, we cut back to Sniffles, and I did write down one line here. Uh, eventually, you know, the, the cat gets Sniffles, and Sniffles does this whole thing about how, like, you can't kill me. You can't kill me, you can't kill me, because you haven't played with me. You can't kill me yet, because you haven't played with me yet. Cats always play with mouses before they kill them, so let's play. Why are we playing Mr. Filligan? I know, let's play Blind Man Buck. Tricks the cat into playing, like... Blind man, something yeah. of another. I don't know. It's some, it's some way to have like the, the cat beat himself up or some shit. I yeah, and I thought that was pretty. I really pay attention. But yeah, no. The thing is that the cartoon 
has like separate hooks and they're not like combined. I, 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 there are some pieces of good gags, but they don't completely fit together. Like, like there's a gag here where to placate, because there's a whole thing where, okay, Sniffles confuses uh, Filgan and, and makes him think that he, his own knuckles are mouse knuckles. And so he brings them in, in like a paper bag in his sleeve and then tries to serve them. And it ends up being that Edward G. Robin Cat thinks that his foot is it and, and takes a big chomp out of his foot. And I like that as well as Filgan as the waiter asking what he thinks of the meal. It's very silly. So then the, the yup yup waiter gets thrown back out there. Yeah. And he's trying to get sniffles. And then we see this Chuck Jones looking bulldog. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's, Mark, it's Mark Anthony, essentially. Um, as uh, sniffles, like, messes, like, he puts, like, uh, his, his hat on a bone. So the waiter takes the bone. And then, so, uh, yeah, so that the dog brings down the fence, chases after yeah. him. And then we just stay with Sniffles for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and he just... He didn't need to explain to us what was going to happen. This is going to be good because when it gets back there with that boom, which he thinks is most knuckles, he'll probably put it on a plate and put a cover on it and serve it to that tough Mr. Robin Cat. And when that big dog catches up with him... Just you wait and see. Yeah, where's the fun in that? Has he... Yes, I mean, I, I know how self-referential these cartoons ever got, but, like, maybe that was Ted and Chuck going, listen, we know this is overdone. We're telling you now. We're almost at the end, folks. Okay, here we go. Hang it's on. almost over. Hold your hats. Oh, wait a minute. You can't say that. Oh, no, Leon. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You just, you just hear <laughs> you hear Tex fuming from three studios of <laughs> um, <laughs> um, We'll get to you yet. <laughs> so what still says is what happens. Uh -huh. so they, they serve him the bone. Allergy starts is about to eat it. The bowl oh, the, the Bulldog comes in, and I, I do like uh, Edward G being like, no, hold on, son. No, no. He's like, I, I like dogs. I, I'll never, I'll never find a dog. No, no, I love dogs. I, yeah. I like that. He's trying to sweet talk us out of it. But yeah, no, there's... Uh, As I, they fight. Yeah, I like this. There's a random <laughs> scuffle between come. the two waiters and the dog. One, um, uh, Philogan goes to get the phone because it's actually the, the toughy of lore, and he's like... Um, yeah. He goes, uh, do you think we're still going to need the, the knuckles? And they stop for two seconds and then keep fighting. <laughs> I like that. And then he's like, oh, I, I guess we won't. Uh, we're not going to need uh, mouse knuckles. I think we might need brass knuckles. Dun, 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 dun. So the very last line of Snuffles' very last cartoon is a bad joke is said by somebody else. not provided by Snuffles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um... You know how I said the last one was unfocused? This one is even more unfocused. It's like two different cartoons are happening at the same time, and they don't really have much to do with each other. Sniffles is not like the reigning presence on the whole cartoon. There's so many other things happening at once, and not enough well-defined characters to really sink in. Like, the stuff with Nichols wasn't 
funny because he couldn't shut up and he wasn't utilized properly. I didn't like the stuff with Philican either. Some of the gags were good late, but didn't really seem to add out to anything. Yeah. Um, Stiffles for this cartoon is, is your typical like Jonesian 40s mouse and designing character. Though it's so strange how the sniffles that comes to get destroyed in Space Jam comes at least from this perspective in this cartoon. I mean, I don't know how many Stiffles cartoons had him like this before this last one. If I had to guess, maybe two or three. Because like it, it, it's not like they went to like the 30s, went, oh yes, that Snivels, but that yeah. Snivels in there. Like, no, they're very much like, no, let's put the talkative Snivels in there. Yeah, the one that isn't as good in my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's uh boy, what a what a way to take him out in this one. Um Yep. By making him infuriating. Making him infuriating, annoying, and not essential to the plot at all. You could you could literally replace this mouse with any other Looney Tune mouse, and it would have worked. Like, the only interesting thing I can say about this is that it's interesting that Sniffles acts like a full-blown Looney Tune in this. That's about it. It's interesting that it's Sniffles in 1946 with 1946-era animation and backgrounds and character designs. It's really odd to see him in this era. Well, oh, but one more, one more little piece of trivia. Mm. Uh, this cartoon... Is the last one to have the classic Porky jumping at, at the drum oh, okay. ending line. Cool. Yeah. Jumping at this one. So at the end of Sniff... So it really does symbolize like the end of the 40s era, really. It's like the, the Porky drum set's gone. Sniffles is gone. Chuck would start to get rid of his 40s characters in favor of doing you know, Bugs and Daffy and do my coyote, of course, and yeah, it's kind of like a, it's like a funeral procession of Chuck's <laughs> yeah. 40s mentality. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm done with Porky, done with this fucking mouse, I'm done with all this it's shit. It's all dying and dead, everybody's set it ablaze. It's time to be intellectual, damn it. Just Phrase like rolling his eyes in their office, like, yeah, okay, fine. I guess we'll do smart ones, but we have to do it for ourselves. Anyway, I give this cartoon a two out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little more generous. I'm gonna give it a, a 2.5. Yeah, I was teetering between two and two and a half. I'm giving it a two because it just didn't add up to me. If the, if the parts had actually added together to make a solid whole, it, it would do better for me, but it just sort of, it was its pieces. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a piecemeal one. Also, it just occurred to me that I was in the... Oh, yeah, and then Frizz rolled his eyes. According to camera three, that is what happened. Yeah. They, they do cut the Frizz. He's like, yeah, Chuck's a more intellectual one. Yeah. He puts in a bunch of words and shit. I'm yeah. like, I'm doing jokes. I'm like... <laughs> anyway. I like to see. Anyway, That's... today we're going to talk about Bugs Bunny sitting down. Why don't you fucking... Shut up! But today Bugs Bunny sitting down. We're going to have Bugs Bunny... I said shut down. up! I have an Oscar... Yeah, and I have a fist to put in your anyway next week. Wait, no, no, we have to do the comments. The comments that we no, have from you. Comments the comments. Yeah. Let's see what you guys had to say about these Sniffles cartoons. Nice, yeah. <laughs> nice, All right, we start with, and it's very funny because we did a we did three Sniffles cartoons, and I've got the fucking Sniffles. We have a comment from A J Gudino forty four who says. 
that early era where Chuck Jones wanted to bring a Disney-esque sensibility to the studio. Whoops. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot, where his early directorial cartoons were very much like trying to ape Disney stylistically without really... And trying to put in some subversion as they went on. And, um, you know, I think it was a, a good combination to start out with in the 30s and 40s. But I think once he came into his own and figured out how to do more, more like, hard like character work rather than just sort of soft focus and things like that. He got a lot better. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'll say this, like what's like the number one thing when you're trying to be creative in something, you rip something off. Absolutely. First. You, you look at the stuff that inspires you. They put it into your own thing and then you kind of, at first you kind of rip it off yeah. and then eventually you kind of learn your own voice. You can say that about the podcast. You like know, I, I think show. that it came from a lot of what you were listening to in the years before we did it, and now it's become our own thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. So that was yeah, a nice way of saying fine. it, actually. So, you know, I could have been like, oh, yeah, you were ripping yes. off so-and-so. Like, no, no, no. You know, we are the product of our inspirations, of course. We have no... He- I was ripping I was ripping off a cartoon <laughs> podcast from a guy who fucking quit. <laughs> and <laughs> no, we're no. still going! Goddamn. All right, so we also have a comment, not from our Twitter... Not from our Instagram, but from the Patreon. Um, this is um, from uh, from our patron, Judy, who, um, when they found out that we were doing a Sniffles cartoon, said, Ooh, that's what's about Sniffles. Yes, it is. I have distinct memories of watching his cartoons on Boomerang, but not knowing his name until recently. Hell, I forgot he was even from Lucy Yeah, Tunes. so did we when we were yeah, coming out. That's because I, I mentioned fair. Sniffles one time early in the show's run, and you were like, "Oh, that's not a Looney Tunes character." It is. Do you say uh, for years I just remembered him as a cute kid mouse that said, yeah. "Golly." <laughs> yeah. I still think he's adorable, but his shorts aren't my fair. thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that, that's what I would thought. It's a cute Looney Tunes cartoon when a lot of the other Looney Tunes characters are very not cute and very more substantial. So yeah, it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's very much you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like fighting against the uh, the machine, I guess you can say. Um, Judy concludes in saying, I felt so bad for him in Space yeah. Jam. I understand how that would piss off Chuck Jones, poor buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I really like to think that, like, you know, I pretty much spent it in the Space Jam episode. I really do think Chuck <laughs> was watching it. He was not feeling the movie. And then fucking Sniffles comes on. He's like, so fucking Sniffles? Oh. What the hell? Oh. 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 Okay. Oh. Let's see what they... Oh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I'm mad even more now. All right. <laughs> you excuse me a moment. <laughs> Old man yells at Sniffles. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your comments, guys. Thank you. Before we get to what we're covering next week, I would like to take this opportunity to thank our Patreon subscribers. That's right, we have a Patreon. If you didn't know about it, you know now. On Patreon, you can subscribe to That's Not Quite All Folks and get plenty of goodies, such as commentaries, bonus material, full uncut episode logs, and lots of fun stuff that you will get the opportunity to have at a $1 level or a $5 level. And I would just like to thank our current patrons, including Andrew, Triscrew, James Irish, Sam Adams, the person, not the drink, my cousin Neil, and Judy M. 
for giving to this wonderful podcast. And if you'd like to be a part of that, go to patreon.com slash TNQAF. Trust me, it'll be worth it. So we're going to do something a little different next week. We are going to cover two cartoons that we covered in the very early era of this podcast. One of them we figure we have a bit more verbose things to say about. The other one we've heard is probably better than we appraised it as, and I think deserves another watch from that merit. So we're doing what we call, that's not quite all folks, redux, where we are doing new coverage of these two cartoons that we have already covered and seeing if anything changes. And to make it even more old school, we're doing, yeah, we're doing two shorts. Only two. We're doing a full-blown, like, retro-ass first nine episodes of Teen QEF style. Yeah. And also, it makes it easier for me to edit. Yeah. Um, now, will there be potato-quality audio? You'll have to find out. But <laughs> probably not, though. So, yeah. So, the shorts we are covering next week are One Froggy Evening, followed by Bear's Tale. Yep. Two shorts, one of which that we loved, well, I loved, and Mark gave a 4.5 out of 5 too. The other that we hated and were told by many historians that, hey, uh, this is a good one, actually. <laughs> and now that we've seen plenty of other ones from that era, we'll probably see some new things in it. I guess we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So yeah, stay tuned for that. All right. That's the end of this week's episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, follow me at MarkCalum1995. You can follow me at Schmidt. If I keep up with the podcast or give your thoughts for next week's episode, you can follow us at that underscore loony, both on Twitter and Instagram, or type in the podcast title. We are the first result. You can also follow our podcast wherever podcasts are readily available. It includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Player FM, Amazon Music, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we have clips from episodes and uh, shorts that we also post on our TikTok account, which we have for some reason. And if you feel the need, you can uh, support the podcast on www.patreon.com slash TNQAF. All right. So until next week, I'm Mark. And I'm Jordan. And um, next week's episode has been uh, preempted in order to give you the full film of Charles Bronson in Kindergarten Cop. Hey, I'm the party pooper.